G'day, g'day. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. My name's Tim. My name's Cam. And uh, it's been... It's been a big week of news. Yeah. Do you want to start by explaining why you look so, um, what do you call it, physically broken? (laughs) (laughs) So I've got a sling. uh, Sling on at the moment. I just had shoulder reconstruction surgery about five or six days ago. So that was kind of the reason why we're a little little bit late on this this podcast. But Mm. we we, uh, got it out there. So yeah, here it is. To be honest, that was quite impressive to watch you lift up your laptop with one hand, <laughs> yeah. and then not just cut the music, but try and fade it out. <laughs> I gave it a go. Yeah, like, to a listener, they might have just thought, "Oh, okay, the music's going a little longer than usual." But what was actually happening is I was selfishly kicking back while you, in a sling, tried to make the intro music happen seamlessly. It's alright, man. I'm here to present you with happy moments. <laughs> How's so, your well, week been apart from that? Apart from that, man, it's been it's been pretty good. It's um just I had heaps of pain pills, ate all those mm. on the uh, on the oxies. Yeah. So had those, they're all gone now. Okay. So just back to general marijuana use. <laughs> but now this is like the first time in my life where I can actually kind of pass it off as medicinal reasons. To who? <laughs> to, to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and do you buy it? Not really. <laughs> No, because it is. It does help with the fact that my shoulder is sore, and it does help with the pain. Mm. However, I would be smoking that weed regardless. Same amount. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, man, it's um, apart from the shoulder, things are things are good. Things mm. are good. What about you, Cam? You've got a new big change in your life. Yes, I just finished moving all of my stuff out of my old house yesterday into my new house in Turak, which is a Fancy suburb. Yeah, way too fancy for you. <laughs> I don't know how I'm getting away with it, but it's a... T- I'm surprised that you didn't have to go through some sort of check just to move into that I suburb. know, they should have taken one look at me and been like, no, you are lower middle. You are not upper. <laughs> but I, um, I started to unpack my stuff this morning and I noticed that something I was doing for about 45 minutes is I'd unpack things, then walk around the house. It's two stories, my little self-contained unit. I'd walk around and just stop in an area with both my hands on my hips and just kind of nod like real proud. (laughs) And at the end of the 45 minutes, I was like, well, I'm acting like I built this. (laughs) Like like I was feeling proud, but like I had no right. If anyone was watching, they would have been like, I don't think you should be that proud. Like you moved house. You did not create it. (laughs) Have you met any of the neighbors yet? Um, Actual neighbors or people who live in the main house? Uh, Both. I've met two of the five people I live with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and they are they're cool. Do you use, will you be using any of that house, though? You got everything you need? I will it? need to use a little bit because I need to use the laundry and the oh, Wi-Fi, and I haven't oh, yeah. arranged that yet. Yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah. So you've pretty much got your own, yeah, own pad. Yeah, own though. bathroom, own kitchen. Yeah, and finally today, the person who left before me took the curtains with them. So <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I opened my eyes to just be able to look d- straight down the driveway. Mm. I was like, this is weird. I need yeah. to get replacement curtains. You definitely need curtains. Yeah. Yeah, curtains is a, is a must. Is a For must sure. Thing. When yeah. Scott helped me unpack yesterday, it was the first thing he noticed. And because mm. I was just so stressed with the move, I was like, oh, no, nah, curtains, man, no biggie. And then like, <laughs> as soon as I woke up this morning, I was like, Scott was right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, one thing we did want to mention before we get into this mm. episode is we want to do a thing over the next few episodes, over the next few weeks, where we want listeners to send in news stories. And at the end of those few weeks, we're going to, uh, each, each, each week we'll, we'll uh, talk about news stories getting sent in. But at the end of it, we're going to choose our favorite one or our favorite couple and we're going to send out some Charging st- Stallion t-shirts to the winners. Yeah. And I just realized the best way to do it is either send, if you want Timmy to read the story, send it to Facebook, our Charging Stallion <laughs> Facebook. And if you want me to read the story, then send it to Instagram. Because Tim doesn't really know what Instagram is. <laughs> the only that the two posts he's put up in the last four years are the same photo of him as Ace Ventura, and he looks about fifteen years old. So if you want me to read the story, Instagram him, send it to Facebook. Check out my Facebook that way. That's a great photo. I don't even remember what my handle is. <laughs> Timmy SDP. Oh yeah, so that was uh, the name of my house when I lived in Brisbane. Satan's death pit. Oh, yeah, like an awesome place. <laughs> but we've got an example. We've got a. A, a uh, storyline sent in by um, a friend of the show, Dan Lonigan, and uh, he sent me a story, <clears throat> and the title for this one is Cam, mm. Police Catch Man Trying to Have Sex with Car and Shoot Him with Stun Gun. <laughs> I feel that was really good. Like, that, that was for you. That was for me. That's so up the alley of stuff that you've said on this podcast. <laughs> in fact, I'm quite surprised I didn't already have that in yeah. my, my stories for today. <laughs> But I was looking at that, and um, it, and it says on this, the 24-year-old was completely oblivious, oblivious to officers, so most likely on the meth. Mm. But we don't know that. But I think it's it's like it's one of those things. Do you shoot someone having sex with like with a car with a stun gun? Oh, I forgot it was so, with so, a car. So, he wasn't yeah. just having sex. No, he was, he was having sex with a car. So if you go, you're the police. You come over and you go, stop having sex with the car. Mm. If he just keeps going, like I don't think you need to shoot him with a stun gun. That was because they were grossed out. <laughs> like he wasn't a threat to them. Yeah. Right? Because if he was say just l- foreplay with the car, like if he was just licking the exhaust pipe, you'd yank him away. But yeah. because he was like full blown going for it, I think they were like, I don't want it. you touch him. I don't want to. I'll get the stun gun then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's so that's uh, sending your sending your stories just like Dan has here. And uh, we'll read them out on the podcast and uh, send out some t-shirts to the winners. Now. Can I start us off? You bloody well can, Cam. All right. Here's the headline. See, I'm a little bit afraid that you're starting off because I feel I've found the greatest story of all time this week. I feel like I've got the best story that I've I've ever come across. Are you disputing me starting it off? No, no, no. So I'm a little worried because I'm a little worried that you've also found the same story and then I won't, it won't get to be my story. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you go, I'll run the the (laughs) dice. How kind of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Prince Harry, seeming from is this no, seeming like okay, okay. <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan Markle received the instrument of consent from Queen Elizabeth. Is that a physical thing? It's a physical thing. <laughs> As sixth in line to the throne, Harry must obtain formal permission from the monarch, e.g., the Queen, uh, aka the Queen, sorry, to marry under the succession to the Crown Act. Using the same language she used two months earlier, the Queen referred to Harry in a formal document as her dearly beloved grandson. Now, the document itself is called the Instrument of Consent, and it's not on a bit of paper. It's not on a scroll. I want to show you... So this is something I didn't know about the royal family. If, you want to, if you're 
related to the queen and you want to get married, you have to get the instrument of consent. And to me, this is what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It looks Can like, you describe okay, that? So the- it's a briefcase. <laughs> uh, it's a briefcase with, and like when you open the briefcase, the top of it has some old school like scroll. Not scroll, but like the kind of writing you'd see like in an old school book. I guess like that, yeah. that that kind of like old English style, mm-hmm. but it looks like there's some. Is there a button? Is that a? Is there, there's a big red button. <laughs> a big red buzzer. <laughs> what happens if you press that buzzer? And then underneath the photo of the instrument of consent, which is just a red briefcase that has all of the stuff Timmy just said, um, it says this is what the Queen gives. How the Queen gives her consent to marriage. Which is insane to me. Like, it looks like something out of a cartoon. And I can't believe that that's how they have to do it. Like, you don't just go and ask her. She doesn't write it in a legal document. You get this big red briefcase with a red button in it. So, who pushes the button? Does anyone push the button? Maybe they do before they first make love. (laughs) (laughs) And then it alerts the queen that they've opened the briefcase. And she's like... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. You don't reckon? But... Maybe because they're so conservative and under the law and everything. No, Maybe but she's like she's a uh, she was a Hollywood actress. She was on Suits. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean <laughs> that she can just break <laughs> the rules of the monarchy. No, but they're like it's like it's like one of those things. Like obviously, if you knock her, if someone gets knocked up outside mm. of wedlock, oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's bad for them. But nothing happens from it. Yeah, I reckon it's like I reckon they're. You pro- don't reckon William and his and his uh, sorry um, Harry and his fiance have had sex before? Well, I reckon they have, but I reckon if you were to look in a different coloured briefcase that belongs to the Queen, <laughs> the rules probably say you shouldn't. I uh, reckon it, it's probably uh, like. Oh, it almost well, they're, they're that Catholic. They're, they're Anglican, fully involved in the Anglican. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon that's probably a rule that they w- they would have broken for sure. But who knows what else is in these briefcases. all right cam are you ready to hear the greatest story to ever come on to the charging stallion presents news we like here it is yeah i'm ready all right are you ready and so this story right when i stumbled across it Mm. i actually thought there was a chance that this could be fake and so i went i've gone and cross-referenced you knew that i'd like try and rip it to bits (laughs) But I've gone and cross-referenced this, and yep. it is it is definitely 100% true. Okay. Now, I want to give you the headline for this. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> a zoo is in trouble after taking a bear out for ice cream at a local Dairy Queen. <laughs> just let that. Just, just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> so... Um, here is, just let me show you a video first of the bear, actually. He's at the, so he's at the drive through window. Whoa. And the, and that is the owner of the, of the Dairy Queen feeding the bears in the front seat of the car. Feeding... It looks like the bear drove itself there because of this video. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so darling. Yeah. And I was just, and I, and I thought, so they've been posting this up. On, on their social media pages. Mm. And so this is where the story gets even better, right? Mm. So they got in trouble, right, for, for taking the bear 
to 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 the um to get ice cream at Dairy Queen. <laughs> but oh, this is also the other part. They go, we've got Berkeley in the Berkeley's the bear's name. Yeah, we've got Berkeley in the drive-through testing out some ice cream so she could pick out her birthday cake. <laughs> And, and so what they got in trouble for wasn't actually taking the bear to the ice cream. This is in Alberta, Canada. The Canadians are so nuts. And and what they got in trouble for was not letting the park um, wildlife and fisheries know that they were taking a, a wild animal out um, into the like out of the sanctuary out yeah. of the enclosure so they didn't actually get trouble but they're allowed to take the bear around town they should have told us <laughs> like that's the crazy thing is that they're allowed to do this yeah but they got in trouble because it, it they didn't let the authorities know that they were going to do it that but seems way too lax <laughs> it seems so relaxed that bears are allowed to be in drive-thrus in a car at all ice cream of a dairy queen yeah and I don't think that the guy, the Dairy Queen worker, I guess Dairy Queen is what? Like ice cream, fast food? That you, yeah, yeah, like like um, Donut King. Yeah. Like kinda, he shouldn't be somebody that's like hand feeding a bear. <laughs> like He's a, not qualified if he to went, hand feed a bear. Yeah. <laughs> He's even, the manager at, 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 at Dairy Queen. If he turned up at the zoo and said, oh, hold on, I'll feed that bear, they'd be like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I work at Dairy Queen. They'd be like, no way, man. But because it's his restaurant, he's like, my turf, my rules. <laughs> my rules. A bear, bring her in. Yeah, I'll feed her. Got any lions next time? Yeah. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you reckon, Cam? It's a pretty... I believe it, man, and the video definitely helped. So apologies to everyone that listens to this, which is the only way to consume this podcast, (laughs) but the video is what makes that the most believable. We'll post a link for the video because it's very impressive. It is super impressive. It's actually, it it, it really is. The the bit that blows me away is how lax Canada is Mm. about taking your bears out. (laughs) You're allowed to do it as long as you just... Just let them know. Oh, the best part was... When they, when they, this bit right when they when they're talking to the zookeepers, they go every time we take an animal off the property, we're oh. supposed to notify the Fish and Wildlife, send them an email or something. <laughs> <laughs> and we forgot to do that in both instances, so it's not. Even How often only. are they doing this? <laughs> they're taking animals out all the time. <laughs> I want to work at that zoo. Oh my god, it sounds like the funnest thing yeah. in all of the world. And in that quote, the zoo worker says, send an email or something. <laughs> like, they don't even know the process. I bet that they haven't been doing it for heaps of the outings. <laughs> like, they've taken otters and lions around and they're just like, I don't know, it's an email or something. Did you do it? <laughs> nah, I will be fine. You will be right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out uh, to the uh, zoo in Alberta, Canada. Yeah, good stuff, you guys. Are 10 out of 10. So it's not even banned from doing that again. Berkeley the bear will probably go. <laughs> it's allowed to go out yeah. still again. Nothing they just we... need to send an email yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one comes to you from New Zealand, Timmy. Oh. Auckland store can't believe it sold $18 million lotto ticket. Selling a winning lotto ticket. Is a bit like winning it yourself, the, the manager of an Auckland Paper Plus store says. On Saturday, an Auckland resident was the only Division One Powerball winner, hitting the Lotto Powerball jackpot of $18 million. Wow. The thing I love about this is that the person hasn't claimed it, 
so none of these news websites can find that person to interview. So what they've done instead is speak to this dude from Paper Plus in Auckland. Yeah, so they know where the ticket's been bought at. Yeah. And so they've gone to see him and go, what do you think? Yeah, what are your thoughts? And he said, oh, it's almost like winning. <laughs> Which I, I say, it's not. no way. It's you not. still have to go to work. There's about, how, how much money was it? 18 million. Yeah, there's about 18 million reasons why it's exactly. not the same. <laughs> but they still went hard. They wrote like a two-page article on this. So I just want to read you some of the quotes from the manager of Paper Plus, Remuera. So Paper Plus is basically just a bookstore. Like, um, do you know what Wit Calls is? Um yeah. I guess, oh, like readings bookshop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they also sell lotto tickets. Yeah. Uh, so Remuera Paper Plus manager Scott McClonaghan, that's wrong, but I'm not even <laughs> going to try again, said the winner had yet to come in. On Sunday, the store had extra staff on just in case the winner popped by, Scott said. We've only had lotto here since mid-February, and it's the biggest draw we've ever had in the whole time we've had it. It's amazing how things work out. <laughs> In the past, Remuera Paper Plus had only winners of fairly modest prizes, McClonaghan said. We can't believe it ourselves. It's unreal. It's like winning it yourself. It's huge. <laughs> I like this guy. What a nice guy. <laughs> he sounds great. Yeah, good on him. He did the interview. His He's life wrong. hasn't changed. Yeah. He's wrong. Like, you, can be a, you can be a great person, a lovable person. You can still be someone that's wrong all the time. Yeah, for and sure. McLaughlin. <laughs> I'm sure it's McLonaclin. McLonaclin? McLonacan. Oh, McLonacan. I think it's Lonigan with Mick at the beginning. Oh. Scott McLonigan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Scott from Paper Plus is who it was. He does sound like a fantastic guy. Do they get any, do you reckon the store gets any like... A bon- like a bonus or anything for for selling a winning ticket? Nah. That much? You reckon they get a percent, like a small percentage or something? I don't think so at all, man. Because when you walk into those bookshops, there's never a moment where you're like, "Whoa, this has had an upgrade," or like, because <laughs> <laughs> they spend it on the bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon McLonaghan would. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like the kind of guy that's always looking. Put to it back into the business. community. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a story for you, Cam, from from over in England. Mm. Um, now, the headline for this story is, Leisure Centre Forced to Close After Swimming Pool Mysteriously Disappears. Okay. Now, now what happened is um, they uh, closed up for the night, and then the people, like the, the staff came in next morning, and the mm. pool was completely drained overnight. And this mm. is a 50-metre like, Olympic-sized swimming pool. Like, it's... It's a big... It's massive. It's a fucking huge pool. And overnight, and I just... This story really caught my eye. Really, really, like, just made me think Mm. of being that worker that came in. Like, your job is you work at this... You work at this pool every day, like, and you you come in and there's no water. The pool has been completely drained. Yeah. Your reaction is just, hmm. (laughs) I'd be pretty happy. You'd That's like me turning up at the office and the whole office inside has been gutted out. So it's just a framework <laughs> and I just have to go, oh, well, that means I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like the lifeguard would have been like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this hasn't happened on the podcast before, Timmy, but I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, go for Can it, I mate. please have permission? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still rolling? Yeah, we have to. Oh, cool. <laughs> all right, well, I'll keep going on with this story, mate. You're all good. So what happened, guys? Was when they came in, they they ended up finding that there was a small hole 
But they, the, when they had, uh, when they had the, the the whole staff came in, they found out that they have no idea how all that water actually drained through that small hole. So there's a conspiracy now going on at the uh, on at the leisure centre over in Bristol, and it's that somebody's come in, possibly drained the pool somehow. They don't know. They've got no idea. But what they do know is. That that small hole, that 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 small hole at the bottom of the pool would not have been big enough to actually drain the pool. So there's a big mystery going on over there. But uh, what I like to think about when I think about going to going to the pool is that you're going to have some water to swim in there, and I reckon there would have been some very very disappointed people there that day. I've got a theory to me. Ooh, what do you got, mate? I truly do think it was a lazy lifeguard. Well, did you hear the bit I was saying about how there was a tiny hole and they don't reckon that they don't understand how all that water could have drained through the tiny hole in the bottom of this pool? Ah. And so they're trying to work out, they just, it's got them baffled. Yeah. They have no idea how all this water got out. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. Because even a lazy lifeguard can't, like, defeat physics. Do you reckon it might be, like, a supernatural thing? What, a ghost <laughs> who hates water? Just hates pools, hates, hates leisure centres in particular. <laughs> More of a competitive ghost. If you're going to swim, it's got to be laps. <laughs> All right, some world news for you, Timmy. North Korea invites world to watch closure of nuclear test sites. Now, I don't know if you've been watching a bunch of the stuff that's been happening with North Korea, but they are acting surprisingly well behaved. Uh, they met Does that up... make you a bit nervous? Yeah. <laughs> they, um, they had a meet and greet, like I guess the boss of each country met on the border. North Korea and South Korea have been fighting for ages and then they met up at this alleyway, their border, and they shook hands. Oh, and I they, saw the video of Yeah, that. they that walked into the like plane area. <laughs> and then they're like... And then, uh, uh, is it Kim Jong-un? Un. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Jong-un. He, he, he was like, oh, we've crossed over now. Let's step back into North Korea. He's like, oh, this would be fun. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that border where you can drive from Melbourne to Sydney. Like, we're in Melbourne now. We're in Sydney now. Like, he got caught up in the novelty. What he really a- <laughs> did. Yeah. But what it made me think of when I read that headline, North Korea invites world to watch closure of nuclear test site, is it feels to me like... North Korea right now are going through behavioural management. Have you ever been on the receiving end of behavioural management in a workplace or an office? Um, it's when you have been bad, but they can't quite fire you. Um, so they make your life real tough. I've been through it. No, I've never really been through it. I mean, there was, there was a couple of things where... Um, when I worked for a chicken shop mm. all through high school... And it was kind of a mixture of like Hungry Jacks or Burger King Yum. and like Red Rooster. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so you did like hot chicken meals and stuff as well. And we used to always run a mark. And if they and if the management sort of started to figure out that we were running a mark, they'd send like like supervisors in, like a, like city supervisors. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. like undercover sort of thing. No, nah, they would just come in there like for a straight week just to like just make make sure that we knew that. They knew that some shit was shit was going. We used to be like real naughty there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they were there, were you like 
on great behaviour. Oh, the best behaviour. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been in a similar situation before in an office where I turned up late heaps and then my boss came down from Sydney, told me off and said, look, you're on this thing called behavioural management. Uh, you have to be here on time every day, which is kind of like what everyone's supposed to do. Uh, but it meant that uh, my colleague had to email the Sydney manager whenever I arrived. And it just means they've got a microscope yeah. on your behavior. And to me, it feels like Kim Jong-un is like Trump's his boss and he's trying to play it cool because Trump's been trying to make it real hard for North Korea, I think, with like trading stuff. Yeah. Like he's making it expensive and really difficult. So to me, when I read that they're, he's inviting the world to watch them shut down the nukes, I'm like... Whatever, man, you're in trouble and you just didn't want to be fired slash nuked. <laughs> or, yeah. or he just wants all of these important, powerful political people in North Korea mm. and then captures them oh, and yeah. starts World War Three. <laughs> wow. And he wants to do it all on camera. Yeah, why not? People are going to find out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're going to start a war, you're not really, you're not going to hide... Yeah, because everyone's going to find out anyway. Yeah. You're just like, well, I'm going to be, I'm trying to take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want to go. Well, that's cool. We're in Australia, man. Yeah. We're ages away. Do you think we'll be safe? I think we'll always be safe down here. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good spot. And if not, we'll just go over to New Zealand. If a, yeah. I don't feel like nothing bad is going to happen in New Zealand. Even Trump didn't recently said that he didn't really like fully understand where New Zealand was. So I think <laughs> that is the, the safe place. Do you reckon he, he's... Well, do you know if he's met the New Zealand Prime Minister? I think he had met John Key. I'm not sure if he's met the new one, Jacinda yeah. Ardern. Yeah, she sounds real cool. Yeah, right? she does seem cool. Yeah. If there was consignment and they said, we have to go to war... What job would you choose? Frontline? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Who does, eh? Yeah. Who are the psychos? I think the types of people that choose Frontline for consignment are the types of people that drink monster energy instead of water and wear like flat peak caps and just like watch Fail Army. Yeah, dude. You know what I would choose? I would choose like at, a, at an air base or something like that. Just a cleaner. Yeah, Like bro. a janitor at, a, yep. at, a, at, a, at an air base and you just go around. Like yeah. jobs just to clean up the clean up the base, and then you can just go to your go yeah. to your little cabin at the at the end of the night inside a protected base. Yeah, yeah I'd be in that base too, man. Yeah. Just something to do with like computers. I'll send out the newsletters to everyone. Yeah, like, cool. here's what happened. Do you want to hang up? Like, after, yeah, after work and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such crappy soldiers, but a way longer, happier life. Yeah, I think. If you're gonna look, there's no shame in if you get inscripted mm. to want a job where you're not gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> it's just clever. Yeah, <laughs> my skill set so far, they would never look at my CV and send me into battle anywhere. I don't think they'd be like, okay, you've been sitting on Facebook, somehow getting paid for it. We're not sending you to like hold a grenade launcher. Yeah, I think I'd be up there too. Yeah, yeah. I think a cleaner. I think a cleaner in the in the air. I'm really, I'm really starting to see my life this way. Now. <laughs> the more I say it, the more I think. Well, maybe that's that where could my be life me. Is yeah. yeah, in New Zealand, in we'll, New Zealand. we'll go to a yeah. little base in New Zealand. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll go and, and become a New Zealand citizen. Yep, and then we can just maybe somewhere down the South Island. South Island, even yeah, yeah. awesome, good plan. <laughs> All right, so I got a story. So uh, <laughs> the headline is. 
Picture of puppy looks so much like a penis. Facebook has banned it. <laughs> Do you want to see the photo? Yeah. So this is the, this is the puppy. Hey. So it's some kind of uh, hairless hairless dog. Yeah. And it's just it's super ugly. Yeah. And like there's one where he's actually holding it. That that one kind of looks like he's holding his dick out. Yeah. If you cover over the left hand. Like this bit? Like if you cover that, yeah. Yeah, it actually looks like someone's holding their dick out, hey? Yeah, but it has like shoulders still, which just <laughs> makes it look like there's muscles, extra muscles inside the it wang. It looks like a real powerful dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of those things, man, that I was thinking about the other day. Mm. And I think that there will always be certain things that... I will always find funny mm-hmm. and and have for my whole life or as, as far back as I can remember having a sense of humor. Yeah. And and I think things that look like dicks yeah. has been and will always be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's an animal too. <laughs> <laughs> It's like those things when your mates, like when you when you're growing up, and your mates are like, oh, like hold something. They see something that looks like a dick, and so they hold it between their legs. Yeah, I would still laugh if one of my mates did that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that that will ever change. Yeah, it's inbuilt in us deep down. I think. <laughs> well, that's all of my stories to me. Ooh. Have I, is it my turn for the story of the the good news story of the week? Yeah, it is. Oh, and we, right. we didn't organize that well because we should have been going back and forth. And, but now, <laughs> do two stories in a row. All right. Well, this one is more for the... For, it's not really my story. I look at the good news. It's for it's, it's the podcast. Okay. You know? Like our listeners. This, <laughs> yeah, this, this is their this story. This is their story. So the headline is, Man who saved the lives of over 2 million babies makes his final blood donation. So this guy James Harrison, he's a two 80, million. Yeah, he's Heaps. an eighty-one-year-old um, uh, man now, mm. and can't can't donate any 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 more blood. But he has a rare antibody in his bloodstream that is used to make a life-saving medication called Anti D, which infants need if they have an opposite blood type to their mother. If they don't have it, the new the newborn could die, and um, all of the babies that have had this. Um, done to them in Australia, that's him. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have like his his gene in them. Okay. And it's, and it's his his like special gene that he's just like this superpower that he's born with actually saves all these babies. Two million. Two million. The the only thing is and he said he sounds like such a just legend. He said, It's a sad day for me, the end of a long run. Like just just so proud of like all the yeah. all the work he's done. He's like you know, they said that he, he's too old now. He can't donate donate blood anymore. Oh, you've done enough, dude. And Good he's, work. He's so shout out. I I just need to get his name, James Harrison. So shout out to James Harrison, who has saved over two million babies by donating blood. Good man. What an absolute legend. Yeah. Oh, and on that, with that, I um I found out the other day mm. that um. I thought I was an organ donor, but I actually wasn't. Yeah. And I went on to the... Do you um, just feel like an organ donor most of your life? <laughs> well, I thought, <laughs> I thought that I had registered. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's so easy to do. You just go on to, if, you, if that's something you want to do, you just go on to um, the organ donor um, government website and it literally takes 30 seconds. Like you, just, you just put in, put in your details 
and and then they can they I sign up to up. get yours? Can I have yours? <laughs> you want exactly why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we might have to write. Some can I put? Side I want to put dibs on them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want my organs? Though? I just thought about it, and nah, because they're probably filled with weed. Yes, <laughs> and I'm and I'm so bad with weed. I'd just be paranoid forever if I put your stomach inside anything, my belly. Yeah, I'd just be instantly like, oh no. Yeah, no, I don't want yours. If you want to win Timmy's organs, <laughs> you can have them. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. Remember, if you want to win a t-shirt, all you have to do, a Charging Stallion t-shirt, not just a ratty old one that we find, <laughs> uh, send us a story, a news story that you want us to talk about. If you want Timmy to be the one that reads that story out, send it to the Charging Stallion Facebook page. And if you'd prefer I read it out, then send it to the Charging Stallion Instagram because Tim doesn't know how to check that. <laughs> Thank you again for, for listening to another podcast. Yeah. And um, yeah, please send in those 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 stories. We love hearing uh, what other obscure news stories people really enjoy to, enjoy to read because it is, it is a, a growing passion of ours mm. and, uh, and we'd love you to get involved. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>